Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, listeners. Yes, Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodderand. Down south, Arman Kafai. Arman, back-to-back episodes, first time in a long time. Listeners, go back to yesterday's episode. We talked a lot of MLS, but Arman, crazy stuff happening with the playoffs. We just saw Kawhi Leonard just be clutch, right? Yeah. Wow, what an incredible shot. That, that, that bounce, bounce, bounce. You hear it hit the <laughs> rim and going in. Oof. I let out a loud yell, and it was kind of like a moan, too, so it's kind of weird. But, man, I've been loving the NBA playoffs recently. I don't, I don't know about you guys. And the yes. NHL, too. And it, Especially oh. after my stars got eliminated. Oh, the stars, man. Let's go Bruins. Woo. Listeners, follow Armand Kafai at Armand Kafai up north in Minnesota, the one and only Jake Wittrow. But, Jake, let me ask you. We talked a lot about MLS and interest in 2019. And you said you have not had a lot of interest. So what have you been interested in? Uh, baseball, actually. Baseball. I've been watching a lot of Twins baseball. All right. Well, uh, that's little... your baseball talk for the show. We're not talking baseball. That's enough. Baseball. Yep. Yep. I agree 100%. Well, that's enough. That's enough. Wow. That's, that's enough. Okay. Listeners, go back to yesterday's episode. Talked MLS. Talked a lot of interesting stuff. Quality of play. Whether or not we've been interested. Reasons before it parody tv numbers all that good stuff at unc sam stalker pod hit that subscribe button give us a five-star review today's episode counter talk uh counter attack talk some domestic league and success and what it means for the national team but boys question of the day listeners tweet at us should europe or european leagues adopt some sort of playoff format no the lower lower leagues do, the promotion playoffs. But no, 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 no,
it just look, you play each other you play each other twice in the other European leagues. Like that's enough. Like you don't need playoffs to like do anything of like, oh, this, that I guess you can call playoffs the Champions League or the FA Cup. I guess you can maybe consider that your playoffs, but no, no playoffs. I don't want to see, you know no, just no, no. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me either. I mean, look at what we had on Sunday with the Premier League title chase there. I mean, you wouldn't have that with a with a playoff. And I don't want to have, like, let's just take the Premier League, get the top four teams or top six teams or eight teams over play for a playoff. Does any of us really want to see a team like Arsenal or Manchester United get hot at just the right time and, and win the win the playoff? I mean, that's not, come on, that's stupid. No one wants, I don't, <laughs> like, come on, does anyone, did, oh, great, here's the resident Patriots fan. How cool was it to see the number 60 New York Giants beat your undefeated New England Patriots uh, in the 2009 Super Bowl? Is that what it was? Seven? It was actually, it was the 27th season, uh, 2007 season, 20, uh, 2008 Super Bowl. It was in the 2008 how, Super how Bowl. How great was it to watch, like, the 9-7 and seven New York Giants beat the then- 16 and 0 New England Patriots. It was uh is that, terrible. Does that mean the Giants were the best team in the NFL that year? Supposedly. No. Yeah. Well. Well, anyway, tweet at us listeners at Pod. Should Europe adopt playoffs? Interesting question there. But let's get to the counterattack. Fast-paced, shifty movement, brilliant skill. Yeah! It's the counterattack with Jake Watrova. It's counterattack time here on Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. We are going to go international with this uh, installment of the counterattack. Boys, let's start in Germany. Let's start with the Premier or the uh, Bundesliga. Bayern Munich sit with 75 points, while Dortmund sit at 73 points. They both played next Saturday, 8.30 Central Daylight Savings Time to decide... Who will win the Bundesliga? Guys, will Dortmund win the Bundesliga title at the death? I hope. I don't think so. I, I think it's going to so. be a lot like today. You know, like, it'll have that moment of, like, you know, where Anfield is jumping in joy, celebrating uh, that City scored, and then City scores four. <laughs> you know, Frankfurt actually needs to compete for uh, a U- European football, but... Uh, I, I think Bayern is going to do the job. Well, yeah, Bayern hosts Frankfurt at the Allianz, and uh, Dortmund play Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, so, Steven, you you think there's a chance that Frankfurt can walk into Munich and get a result against Bayern? And here's why. I think Frankfurt could have the belief to do so because Dortmund's also playing a team that is competing for Champions League playoffs. So every team that's playing in these in, in this two matchup have something to play for, which is going to be intriguing because Champions League means a lot. But then you have the title uh, title decider. So, but think about it: Frankfurt go up. Yes, that pleases Dortmund. Borussia Mönchengladbach will come back and fight. So there's a lot to play for. It should be fascinating. I think Dortmund have a chance. But statistically, the two-point gap, Byron sit on top. It's most likely going to go Byron's way. Yeah, I uh, I, I got 
Bayern Munich pegged uh, winning the Bundesliga. Uh, we've stated that before on this show. But let's move on to our se- second topic here. Uh, Manchester City. Not sure if you guys heard. They won the Premier League earlier uh, Sunday afternoon with 98 points. Liverpool finished second with 97 points, which is a record for most ever points by the runner-up. Never before has a team recorded 90 points or more in the uh, Premier League and not been crowned champions. However, this feat is more common elsewhere in Europe. Barcelona and Real Madrid have finished second in La Liga with at least 90 points and, uh, and combined seven times since 1993. And Napoli finished behind Juventus last season despite reaching 91 points. Do you guys feel, and this, I guess this gets back to the playoff discussion here, or uh, a championship game, do you think... Do you think Liverpool finishing with 97 points and not being crowned champions is unfair? No. Welcome to welcome to reality, man. It's not unfair. Like, it's just like it sucks. It's just it insane sucks. to like think that a team that lost one game that had 22 more points than Manchester United in 1996 and 97 when they won the league, seven more points than Arsenal Invincible, six more points than Manchester United has ever had third most points ever hauled by a team in the Premier League and they couldn't win the league I mean it just tells you it should really suggest and tell you how superb Manchester City have been and how they have they to... won 14 straight games exactly crazy just insane they had to keep winning they had to keep winning it wasn't like they had the option to lose if they lost and, and Liverpool's on the tear as well Liverpool ended up winning nine games in a row. These two teams were just immense. I think it, was, it made the Premier League so captivating and exciting. And just two easily the greatest teams in Premier League all time. Let me ask you both this. I believe this Liverpool team is the third best team ever in the Premier League in terms of yep. points. Yep. They only lost one game. I believe Man City lost four this year. Steven, let's get, I want to get your, your thoughts on this. Which team had the more impressive season, Man City or Liverpool this year? Oh, it's easy. City. They won, they won it. Trophy. Doesn't matter. Who had the more impressive season, the New York Giants or the New England Patriots in 2007? I think the New England Patriots did. It's the Giants. They won the Super Bowl. People will remember winners. They don't really care about... They don't care about losers. They don't care about the losers. Now, I think this Liverpool team will be remembered. Now, question is what they do in the Champions League. And... Uh, I saw on Twitter or something where it was maybe Sky or, or BBC, and they were they were asking fans like, "What would you trade Liverpool's Champions League final supposed trophy for the Premier League? Like, would would clubs swap the trophy if possible?" And I think if you're Liverpool, I would say no. You're the crown of you. You beat everybody in Europe. You're the king of Europe. City's the king of the Premier League. So, I don't know. Armand, what do you think? Better season. One loss, or do you take the trophy? Well, I mean, you can easily quantify it this way, right? Would you rather have domestic treble? Uh, which city would get if they win the FA Cup? FA Cup, the league title, and the League Cup? Or would you rather have one Champions League? In my eyes, the one Champions League is more impressive. Basically, because it shows you the cream of the crop. You're the crown. If Liverpool can get that, I would say their season is more impressive. 
That's my hot sports take of the day. Listeners, chime in at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Jake, what do you think? I think Liverpool is more impressive. I think they got. Uh, I mean, let's be real here. We play the game to not lose. We play to win. We uh, you, you take points when you can. I think Liverpool taking points from 37 out of 38 matches is a lot more impressive to me than uh, than Man City. But that's ask just me. me. Ask me this question once or after the Champions League result. Because right now I am, I'm taking Liverpool season as of today. They have not won the Champions League. They have not lost it. So I cannot comment on what could possibly happen. If they win All the right, Champions well, League, different argument. Then I think you take Liverpool season because you're the king of Europe. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Let's uh, let's move on here. Let's keep it in England. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about uh, Chelsea. They have a clinched automatic qualification into next year's champions league our guy our uh christian pulisic captain america i think is or the wonder kid or whatever the hell alexi lawless calls him uh not sure if you heard but christian pulisic will be playing for chelsea next season does chelsea's qualification for the champions league next year change your outlook of christian pulisic I mean, I always thought he was going to be fine, so I guess it doesn't change my outlook. Um, everyone's been really been giving Sorry a lot of you know grief for Sorry Ball, but it's with them in their Europa League final and qualification for a Champions League. So um, I think it's fine. Um, I, I think Pulisic will be fine if he just continues to grow and not hit this weird patch of form and be bad. Yeah, I, I Jake, let me ask you this actually, because I I don't I think it changes a little bit for Pulisic. Champions League is good for the club. I think people are going to be invested and interested. It raises the pressure. It depends on where Hazard goes. But sorry, is he staying? They qualified for the Champions League. They finished third. Kind of a, you know, somewhat shocking result based on how turbulent the season has gone. And then you got the Europa League final just on the horizon. Well, he says that the goal for him was to make sure that the team qualified for the Champions League next year. You're right. It wasn't very impressive the way they did it. I mean, let's look at how teams like Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United finished the year. I mean, that the, the third and fourth spots in the Premier League were up for grabs for the final five or six weeks of the regular season. And Chelsea was, I don't want to say good enough, but they just weren't as bad as those other teams. As bad. And were That's able, a good way of saying it. <laughs> And they were able to, I mean, go look at the last five uh, matches for each team, like the the the, the win loss, uh, win 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 draw loss records. I mean, they're all they're all really bad. I think Chelsea was like the only team that managed to not lose more than once in their final five games. I don't think Sarri is the right man for the job. I don't really like the way they play. One thing Christian Pulisic ha- has going for him, I believe, is that. Eden Hazard's gone. They're, he's going to Real Madrid. Chelsea has a transfer ban. There's no way they can bring somebody in from the outside to fill that position. So I look at it as Christian Pulisic is going to have uh, bountiful uh, amounts of opportunities to prove himself at Chelsea Football Club next season. So, all right, let's move on here. Let's uh, let's head over to Spain. Let's keep it Champions League, though. Let's talk a little Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona has failed in back-to-back Champions Leagues in dramatic fashions. Uh, last year, they lose to Roma. And this year, to Liverpool, uh, blowing a 3-0 aggregate league, uh, lead going into the second leg. 
guys, is Messi to blame for these two meltdowns? Let's start with Armand. He disappeared. I didn't see him in that Liverpool game. He was very quiet. Look, he's a brilliant player, but as Kawhi Leonard just did literally not minutes a ago, leader. You need you need you, you need you need to step up in the times you need it to need you need him to. He did it. So I, I he's put, just I not a leader. Blame on him. Not a leader. Simple as that. Not a leader. And when Messi was winning all the trophies, guess who he had next to him? Xavi, Iniesta, leaders. Messi is not the leader. He's a brilliant footballer. He he might be the very goat as far as talent wise, but he ain't a leader. And you need leadership, especially when Liverpool get the early lead and Anfield has and has a precedent of unbelievable comebacks. It's just associated with the club in general, but also the fact the fans are into it. And you know the way fans get into things. When you can have any sense of hope, it can ignite uh, just a massive fire. Uh, quickly for both of you, Messi, is he the GOAT? No. Yes. Ronaldo. Come on, he's uh, – I'll, I'll take Messi, I guess. But all right, let's do, let's, let's, move, let's hey, move on here quickly. Ronaldo's, yeah. We'll move on, but Ronaldo's won something for or with Portugal, the national team. What has Messi won? Zero. But move on, move on. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on. can tweet at us. Yes, yeah, Steven's wrong, us. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> get, get at us on this one. All right, let's talk, talk a little Ajax. They lose on uh, what basically was the last kick uh, to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, my pick. My pick. My Armand's pick. pick. Oh, Lucky. Oh, hey, that, was, that was not hey, X and hey, O's. That was Armand hey, just pulling Jason, the name out of a hat. Hey, Jason, 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 are you happy? Because, I mean, I chose your Tottenham to advance, and what happened? <laughs> I also picked the MLS Cup finalist and MLS Cup winner, so. Hey, we're happy for you. But anyway, oh, Atlanta United was such a hard pick. Wow! Why did you pick them? Why did you pick them? Yeah, fair enough. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't think they would do it. But picking Atlanta Toronto. was so hard. It's like saying New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Wow! What a hot they take. Won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Lucas Mora hat trick performance gets the game winning goal. Uh, but let's talk about Ajax. Uh, what do stories or teams? like Ajax or even clubs like Monaco from a few years ago, do for the Champions League. And recently there's been talks about reformatting the Champions League to allow fewer and fewer teams like Ajax into the fold. What 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 do teams like Ajax and you know teams like Monaco who go on these Cinderella runs, what do they mean? What do they do for the Champions League? Do they make make the obviously they make the league more compelling but would you feel like the champions league would be better suited having more teams like manchester united or arsenal who maybe aren't as good in their own league but because they're big clubs they they get in on that fact alone uh it's it, it makes it interesting it keeps it fun it keeps it fresh you have a bunch of you know younger kids that are bonding for one last adventure throughout europe and trying to get as much trophies as possible um, remember, this Ajax team, like the Monaco team, is probably going to be dismantled. Frankie de Young is already going to Barcelona. De Ligt is probably going to go somewhere. Ziyech might go somewhere. All these guys, man, they're, they're not going to be at Ajax anymore. It keeps things fun. It keeps it interesting. But remember one thing, money talks. And we always see that in the end. Yeah, I think this is good for the Champions League. But 
Hey, Tottenham, Cinderella story, yes or no? For me? Yes. For me, no. Okay. That's right. That's right. You saw it coming all the way, Armand. You knew. You <laughs> I knew. knew. I, I smelled You knew I, the I groups knew came I out. Oh, they drew it. the groups. You said that that Tottenham Hotspur team. I knew it. I, that's I, I knew what's going to make I a run it. for Europe. L- L- Lucas Mora's plan. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I knew it. All right. You're, I think you're... it makes Champions League better and more compelling to watch because you do have the opportunity. And it gives other leagues hope. It, it gives smaller clubs the chance of it if they assemble the right talent they could make a deep run they could shock some people and they benefit of a nice a pretty penny at, a, at the end of everything i mean remember ajax did not automatically qualify the champions league they started through the qualification purposes they had the playoffs then they took down real madrid juventus i mean just an insane club and and they have the pedigree and the his, the nostalgic and the and the history within this competition to go on and do well but we haven't seen them in recent years we saw them in europa league final but other than that ix have been relatively quiet more of a talent producer but this is great i think it was a lot of fun to see a a team like this and you saw what it meant to the fans yeah i i tend to agree i i hope that the uh i hope the champions league doesn't move towards having more bigger clubs that aren't really all that great i mean do we need to see ac do we need to see a, a bad ac milan team because they're ac no. milan playing the champions league no. no do i need to see arsenal when they're a fifth place team in the cha- in the uh, arsenal oh my really god man big... yeah no, i agree no no i i don't care i don't care all right let's move on here we got uh a couple more topics here we'll, we'll get your guys's uh europa league and champions league predictions last Ooh. Let's uh, let's talk a little domestic football here. Barcelona, PSG, and Juventus are champs. You can also throw Manchester City. Obviously, they're the champs of England into this mix as well. It was Juve's eighth straight, or Juve has won its eighth straight title. PSG has won its sixth of the last seven. Barcelona has won four of the last five La Liga titles. Should leagues go to some sort of playoff format? Of course not. No. What here's no playoff format. No. What if what about a one two? Top two teams. One game. No. No? You play each other twice. Boom. My preferred format for soccer. I think other teams in these respective leagues should invest more in their clubs so we can have a more compelling regular no season. No playoffs. Yeah, but what cities spend billions of dollars in their clubs? It's some people just don't have the pockets. I think you need to put. It... I think Europe should have some more of a salary cap. No, Thanks. no, bad. Just got Steven. done complaining about Brain, how MLS is brainwashed. Bad. Brainwashed by MLS. <laughs> brainwashed. brainwashed. By MLS. No, yeah, I think you tighten the cap a little bit. Just a little bit. Make it more compelling. God, yay! PSG six and seven years. Steven Barcelona four and five. Juventus eight. Who Steven cares? Cam. All right, based on this statistic, Barca will win next year. Juve will win its ninth title, and PSG will win its seventh in eight years. Why even bother watching those leagues? Well, that's why they want that European Super League. Oh, yeah, but I think even then you don't want to watch that. I think you'd get too bored. It's the same teams I, over and over. You I need you agree. need talent. 
talent rules. Think- you need quality. You uh, the the fact you know why Ajax is so special is they did it through or, or Le- even Leicester. Think about it. They did it a different way. City went out there. Same with Liverpool. Okay, so it's not like Liverpool did something different. They went out there and splashed the cash. It makes soccer just a business. It takes out the passion. It takes out the pure purity of the sport. Just pulls it right out. It's like instant replay in, in every sport. It's no longer just a game and, and, and human error is going to influence the game. No, now everything has to be so bleeping technical. Horse racing had instant replay overturn something. I mean, just insane. Ruining. And Steven Jodoran makes soccer great again. Yes, make soccer great again. All right, last, last, last topic for discussion here. Let's get your predictions for the Champions League and Europa League finals. Let's start with the Europa League because it means a little bit less. <laughs> Arsenal and Chelsea, May 29th in Baku, Azerbaijan. Steven, you're the resident Arsenal fan here. Why are they going to win the Europa League? Emery, he's done it before. He has a pedigree <laughs> to do this. Failing the Champions League, but he's going to win the Europa League. Why not Arsenal? I think UEFA wants them in because it's a big English draw. They make the money. They'll give a wink, wink, nod, nod to Chelsea. They'll get some sort of benefit from it. It's going to be Arsenal. The Are you referees... saying they're going to rig the game? Yep. Oh, that, that's a little bit match, deep, that's match. deeper prediction I, I expected. Match fixing. Match fixing. <laughs> uh, UEFA will have... match fix this. By the way, UEFA is totally on board with Arsenal winning. You know why? Because that's five English teams in the Premier League. That means there's more TV eyeballs. Great. It's all about the dollar signs. UEFA does not care about the purity of the sport. FIFA does not give a bleep about the purity of the sport. It's all about who can make the greatest profit. Can I ask you guys this? If yeah. Arsenal do win... Does a spot get taken from another team in a different league? No, because the Europa League gets an automatic bid. The winner of the Europa League gets an automatic bid. So okay, so then what happens if Chelsea wins then? Because Chelsea's already qualified. But they take the fourth. Uh, uh, it goes to a league winner. So if I believe it would go to the Austrian winner, if I remember right, listeners can fact check me on this. No, the Austrian winner already clinched a spot in the uh, Champions League, like Champions Champions League. All right, I'm asking too many questions. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Armand, who did you say was going to win? Uh, I have Arsenal minus the match fixing. <laughs> so I, I, I think, I think, I think, like Steven said, Emery has a pedigree in winning in Europa League and in finals, and I like him over Sorry, Bill. Uh, I tend to agree with you guys. Arsenal win. Chelsea really has nothing to play for in this game, and let's be real, they're not playing for their Champions League lives next season. Uh, Neither of these teams have played the most inspiring football of late, but I think Arsenal, given that they need this to qualify for the Champions League next year, will uh, come out on top. All right, let's go to the game that everyone really cares about, though. Let's talk Tottenham-Liverpool, June 1st, at the Wanda in Madrid. Mm. Armand, your Yummy. team, they made it to the, the the final. I'm assuming you're taking Spurs, right? Rock and roll football, baby. Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool, they're going to come back and avenge that with a 2-1 win. I am on board. It's not the third time this is a charm for Klopp. It's the fourth time. Failure with the Europa League. Failure in last year's Champion League. Failure with the Premier League. He's going to crown. Liverpool will lift the Champions League trophy, be champions of Europe for the sixth time. 
all the reds. Let's go. Come on, Shakiri. Shakiri, gonna get a goal. He'll never walk alone. He'll never walk alone. Jake, are you on Both board with these... us? You'll never walk Both alone. Both of these managers have not won a damn thing, I believe, correct? Wow, pretty, Klopp's yeah, won yeah, uh, yeah. the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Okay, all right. But Okay, so Pochettino has not won a damn thing. Klopp has a was the last team to win the Bundesliga not named Bayern Munich. I am walking alone. I'm taking Spurs. <laughs> They're getting a healthy Harry Kane back. All right, get out of here. Get out of here with that stupid <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm taking. I'm, starting, I'm, I'm walking I'm, alone. You're walking I'm with on, a bunch of hot cocks, okay? Hot. Whoa, we might need to bleep that out. Uh, Armand, I can't believe you said Spurs are going to like win the whole damn thing. And yeah, then fraud you get take to that there. Point, you Armand, get, you get fraud to that point, take. And he's like, nah, I don't want. It. I'm taking Liverpool. Fraud hey. take. Hey. Hey. When hey. the Spurs go marching in, they're going to be singing that in Madrid. On the night of June first, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Harry Kane. I'm going Deli Alley. You're going to the game. I'm going Mauricio Pochettino. I got Spurs. <laughs> All right, Being there you go, listeners. And the sound, Spur- the sound you will hear that night. Spurs in six is every Arsenal fan in the world bleeping their pants because Tottenham Hotspur has a, <laughs> them. Has a European trophy, a European Championship before they do. No, wait, 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 Jake. Better yet, Arsenal win the Europa League for, for one week. Arsenal finally have a European trophy next week. Tottenham wins it, and it's the Champions not League. Even, not even a week. It'll be three days, two days. Oh, is it? They're playing it back-to-back now? Well, you have our doc here, May 29th. I didn't write that. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> well fact-check fact us. Fact-check us. <laughs> us. All right, anyway, let's move on. That's it. I think that's it for the, that's it for the counter-tech. Let's, uh, let's go into our discussion here. We have so many teams. We have four teams. Teams from England in uh, European finals here. Uh, Steven, you and I got into, I don't want to say heated argument. Just a good soccer argument. A genuine sports argument. Something that has meaning. Um, Yeah, Jake, you're right. All English finals. Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, arguably, (laughs) apart from the Premier League winner... The next four best teams in the Premier League. And and it raises the question, and I brought this notion that domestic league success directly correlates with national team success. And you somewhat disagreed with me, and I still don't understand why. That's kind of not true in some cases. Not in every case, but more, more directly, when domestic clubs do well, especially in Europe... And make deep runs. I'm not necessarily always claim the trophy, but have multiple teams do well. It's gonna directly affect your national team. And, and my it, argument was, I don't remember the Belgian. What you're the Belgian league does not have teams that do well on a international club wise in, in these European competitions. Uh, you have teams in Croatia who don't do well in these European competitions. You have even teams from Switzerland who don't do really all that well in these Ooh. European oh, competitions. Oh. Ooh. You have teams in Portugal outside of Porto but who don't necessarily do well. You have teams in MLS that aren't really <laughs> like, doing that well. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, the national team with the U.S. is great. Yeah, spectacular. 
So I don't think that, yes, while you could argue that because a league is really good, the national team does well too, I don't necessarily think there is a direct correlation with because the Premier League is doing really well, thus the English national team is going to do really well. I mean, let's let's be... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the English Premier League is doing well. Liverpool got to the well. Champions League final it last year. Well, England did really ago, well. They got to the UEFA... Uh, um, what's the new league called? Nation League's final, or whatever the, the tournament's going to be played here in, in very short while. Jake, here here's my argument. The reason why domestic league success is critical is it brings in the best talent. Now, these small nations, Belgium, Switzerland, yeah, they'll have a club like a Basel or even an Ajax from Holland that does something out of the ordinary. In, in cases of Basel, a couple, several, several years ago, it was going very far in the Europa League. It was getting out of the uh, the group stage in the Champions League. Ajax getting to the semifinals. The point being is, no, no uh, uh, these smaller leagues will not have domestic league success. However, follow where the talent goes. A lot of Belgian players play where in the Premier League. Okay, there's a net benefit to all this. And, w- and and when the national team, for example, in England, England is supposedly has the best league in the world. It Look at the English national team. But, however, look at the percentage of other nationals. Belgium. Several Swiss players. Fabian Scherz played lights out at Newcastle. Christian Pulisic going to the Premier League is going to have a direct benefit for the national team well that's not national team success versus domestic league success that's national team success versus yes mm, i know national player mm. products playing i know but jake look at the big leagues put it in context of which type of league it is no the swiss league is never going to compete with the champions league why because they don't have the infrastructure they don't have the money they don't not popular how can you not sit there and go, well, how, that's just not unfair argument. I'm not ignoring it. Well, that's not unfair argument because the Swiss team is one of the best teams in the world. But how many teams have won the, the World Cup? It's a handful have of we, nations. And it's the, the, the nations well, I don't that the have Brazilian, the... I don't think the Brazilian domestic league is one of the best leagues in the when's world. When's the last time they won the World Cup? The 2002? Yes. Okay, great. Every team so, that since 2002 has won the World Cup has been European. Italy in o- uh, 2006. Guess who were at the heights of their game? AC Milan. 2010, Spain. Who were at the heights of their game? It was Barcelona, Real Madrid. 2014, Germany. It was Bayern Munich and Dortmund, uh, I think the year in 2013, that reached wait, the, wait. the Champions League final. Wait until he gets to PSG. Height. Round of sixteen in the, in the UCL knockout rounds, right? But but the French league is isn't on par. And, and yes, this is this is an outlier. France winning the World Cup and and their domestic league success hasn't been that been that great. However, being is where are the French players playing. They're playing with the best teams in the, at the top club. So. All I'm saying is if your domestic league is doing well, it's going to benefit your national team. But if your domestic team uh, league success is trash or flatlined, your national team success has other dependencies. That's all I'm saying. Armand, 
What's your take on this? You've been pretty quiet over there. Yeah, man. Because I, I, I was listening, basically rereading or re-listening to the argument or discussion that you guys had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, rereading. Like, I, wait, I, walk, I walk out from my exam, and I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, wow. Why is there so many text messages going on? Oh, you guys are talking about this? Um, look, the health of a domestic league is important, but it's all – I I don't – I don't know if that's the determining factor because league-wise, let's think about it. Steven, I understand what you're saying, but I think you're kind of getting caught in two ideas. Yes, that health of your domestic league is important, but it's your players playing in the top leagues, not necessarily the domestic leagues. So, for example, a top league, let's say right now top is a Premier League. All of England's national team plays there. So they're coming bitter because they play in that league. I think you're getting caught in two ideas. It's not that the domestic league does well. It's that the players are produced well by the domestic teams that they move on and go to the best leagues in Europe, if that makes any sense. It does, but I'm simplifying it. I think Armand has a more elegant and nuanced answer there. But think about it, guys. If MLS was doing real well as a domestic league, and hell, let's put it in context versus Liga Emekis. Say that Toronto wins the Champions League last year. Say another MLS team, Sporting KC, gets to the final. You don't think that has a direct benefit to the league and maybe to the national team? No. No, not really. None whatsoever. No. Not an influx of cash, nothing. I disagree. I think there, there's a net benefit. I think the net benefit comes from a, a player like, like a Tyler Adams moving and uh, succeeding. That's where I think that benefit comes from for a national team because then you get eyes on your team, eyes on the domestic league, and then they can go and push for those top spots in Europe on teams. I think I, – I, I feel like I know what you're saying, but I feel like you're also caught in two ideas. That's fair. That's fair. Jake, final response here. You know my final response. Your national team will be good if your national if your national team players play in the best league in the world. So if you are an American, you should be playing in leagues like the Premier League, the Bundesliga, and La Liga. That's it. Serie Plain and simple. Serie is such a good league that the Italian national team did not qualify for the last World Cup. Yeah, and uh, apart from Juventus, Serie had a long downfall for a while. They're coming back up. Juventus has rescued the league. Until they get caught for match-fixing again. Well, until that happens, yeah. But it's the Italian way. Anyway, listeners, give us your thoughts. Anything and everything that's said. Go back and listen to yesterday's episode. At Pod, At Jake Watroba. At Armankafai. And yours truly, at Steven Jodrant. And yes, more to come next week. We got some special guests coming. Stay tuned. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit apply within two bills of cancel early remaining amounts due and limited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion, speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 
right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10e included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after 16-25 month credit. Apply within two bills are canceled early. Your main balance due and limited basic after 6-30-20. Pay $32 per month per line with other pay. Data due prioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use shoulders and restrictions apply. 